Hello, and have we got a new topic for you. Today's topic, corporate shenanigans. What is that all about? Well, come on in, take a seat, sit back, and enjoy the ride. That is Insane Rhetoric. What's up, Insane Rhetoric? How are y'all doing this afternoon? Today, we are back. You know you know what time it is. We got to talk about something hot and talk about the, the daily topic. So what you got up for today, sister? What, what, I don't what, know. I just, I just feel like saying, do you know what today is? We going to talk about corporate structure. Oh, okay. That, that. Stay out of <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Okay, so what's up? What's up? So what's up? What we got on? Okay, so this topic is so important. Us, we had to come for part two. Yeah, and we had to go get somebody smarter than us. Yeah, because we had to go get somebody that actually do this for a living, y'all. Because we want to make sure that we prove to you that we're right. Because we knew we was right in the first place, but we went to go find somebody to prove to y'all that we are correct. So like, we want to introduce Mrs. Nkenji Armstrong. Woo! That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's well, up. Well, Nkenji, we are so glad you came to join us today because we've been talking about corporate structure. And we've been having stuff going on in our life where, you know, we have people that um they are so afraid of losing their jobs. That they go all over willy nilly trying to protect their jobs. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. crazy. And so they don't really understand. If you really break it down and just think about some of the crazy things people do, we think it's because they really don't understand corporate structure, how things work, and how when they go off the cuff and do some things that damage the team. Okay. That it just breaks down the productivity and then ultimately the company. Yeah. Cause I mean, you find out about if you don't, if you don't understand the hierarchy and the structure of something, then once you go into it, you think that you can just, like you say, uh, run off the cuff It's going to cause strife with a whole bunch of people and division in between your team. And ultimately, ultimately, nobody makes money and then somebody is terminated or like you said, the, the job closes indefinitely because I didn't, I didn't been through some situations like that. Uh, I'm pretty sure that you are familiar with, uh, my co-host is familiar with some uh, uh, acquisitions that has happened in her life. And some that we both didn't fell under when even though we knew the signs and they was trying to tell us, no, it still went down the way we said it. So uh, it's all about team and it's all about how to manipulate and and communicate with each other. We got to know what to say to each other to get the job done at the end of the day. In part one of this, we gave a very basic definition of corporate structure so now can we get the right version could you start us there (laughs) what am i what am i not supposed to do when i go to work (laughs) really um first i want to thank you guys for having me and organization structures basically aligning everything for the objective to achieve a goal 
-hmm. Every organization has an objective to basically to stay in the industry and to remain visible in the market. Working together, collaborating, and sharing ideas to keep expanding and growing. Now, however, you know, when any any type of structure, you have problems and you have challenges of working as a team because you have so many different personalities working together. So when one's off, you can throw the objective off. So, and one feels, I can say, if it, you, I take it as a house. If the foundation is not right, the whole house will crumble. So that's how organization is. That's how I see an organization. You have different entities working together, operation to make it run smoothly. So that's my definition of an organizational structure. Okay, so we was right. <laughs> so we was actually right for what 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 is going on in structure. So basically, we we just wanted to come and say, hey, this is is it's important to know that your team mate is important to the team. Yes. So regardless regardless of what is happening. As a whole, if you don't function as a team, the whole thing falls apart. So I can tell you about some stories that I didn't had with some people who thought that I was just basically coming for them because I was doing my job and I was doing my job effectively. And it's like it made them so upset that I was doing the job that they feel that they had to start making me look bad within the job. Now, I don't know uh, how that works as a team because that sounds like it's functioning as an individual unit to me. And I, I don't know how anybody can move forward or a company or a corporation or an organization can actually move forward in that, in that principle if they're not all on the same page. So could you, could you, could you uh, help us with something that, that underscores the, the ability of, like my co-host knows, a little something about team building where you have to actually work together. Is that the same uh, principle that has to operate inside of corporate, uh, corporate America to make sure that everything flows equally and smoothly? Yes, because teamwork is about motivating and encouraging each other to achieve a goal. And right. when we don't do that, we also, it's not also, the and you look at the reward in the end, the reward is self-reward, and it's also an organizational reward. Because when you feel like you've done a good job and at completing your task efficiently, effective for business operation, you feel better about yourself because you're moving forward and you're expanding yourself mm-hmm. for self-reward. Not only for self, but then you're also achieving your goal in the organization so when you have both of those working together you increase the willingness of the team because that's that team effort we all work together to get for one goal but not so much as one goal it's two goals we also look we it's a lot of times we look at just the objective of the organization and if we don't motivate and encourage each other and promote each other and build each other up we fall as a team we have to instill the same values. We have to moral, ethics, 
integrity, doing what's right. If we're not doing what's right, and that's also from our customers and also for ourselves, we the structure will fall. So that's why you have a structure. You have people in certain positions to doing what they need to do. However, if one falls and you looking at people in leadership, leadership has a problem because they feel authority. But the culture is not about authority. It's about people. We build people up. No one is important. We just have different titles. Mm-hmm. Now, if we have different people, that's why you have an organization with so many different personalities because each one of us brings something to the team. You may bring something. I bring something. Everybody brings something different. That's how we stay visible in the industry and you're able to expand and growth globally because if you continue to operate as the norm, you stay stagnant. So a lot of times organizations build, they, that's why they have certain people in certain positions. That's why they move people from those positions because you're not expanding growth. Right now, we want growth. We're building. And, and if not, 2020 has taught us a lot. It's opportunities and everybody's trying to build this culture where everybody is working together and the norm no, no longer exists. Every you have different colors, um, cultures, backgrounds. It's just every beliefs all into one to build and expand. That's called a being a more or less a global citizen. You want so to be I a think, global citizen. I think it's really interesting that you said that. Uh, Ryan is right. I do um, in one of my businesses, I do, um, I teach dance. I have a a mobile pop-up dance studio and it's different from the normal dance studio in that we do teach what others teach, but I have a workshop that I do for team building. Mm -hmm. And people always look at me strangely when I um, incorporate dance and team building and what does that look like and, and all of that. But it's interesting that I, I'm doing those right now for a lot of uh, teaching staffs mm-hmm. because school is starting and teachers are trying to get their staff, you know, started on the right path for the beginning of the school year. And this one that I did uh, about a week ago, it was interesting to me that when I started talking about the external customer, they knew what I was talking about, that that was their parents and their children. They did not understand what I meant when I talked about the internal customer Mm -hmm. and how important it was for the internal customer to be on point just as much as the external customer. They didn't understand until they saw the look of frustration on their boss's eyes like on their face. And I and I actually said, hey, turn around, look at your boss. And she was talking about something that frustrates her to no end. And you should have seen the look on their faces. So I pointed back to the uh, chart that I had. And so I kept relating back to this list and then going back and asking them to look at her face. And it wasn't until then that they got it, but it was interesting that she got it too. 
that they all had to be together in their thought process for the goal. Yes. This and, is funny that she, go ahead, I'm sorry. And even her assistant was she was being rude and you know, you don't know what you're talking about. She actually got up and left the workshop, but she was in ear distance, right? And even when we got to the part where we were coming to the end and we were adding the dancing to it, this assistant person came out from where she was, joined the group in the dancing. And when she realized what the purpose of them, what the dance was that I had them doing to correlate with their team words, to correlate with what we had talked about. And it was interesting to see her at the end get it. And the definition of teamwork is actions of a group of people to operate efficiently and effective. There you have it. All right. So I got a question. And my question is, it comes from a quote of one of my favorite um, financial people. But I think he was wrong in his assertion. And that's John D. Rockefeller. He said in his uh, quote that I prefer to have a group of workers, but not a group of thinkers. And my question is to you guys, is that beneficial? A group of workers rather than a group of thinkers. Yes. Thinkers. Well, if you just want somebody to just do what you say. Yeah. Right. But if but but, you want a group of thinkers to look beyond the service. Right. And that's what and that's what and that's what the question that I have. That's why I say I I think that he was wrong in in making that assertion and giving out that quote because John D. Rockefeller was a very smart guy, but uh, at that time, I think that that was the wrong thing to say because if you don't have a group of thinkers, how can you stay ahead of the curve and stay on the cutting edge? Then eventually your company will fall because there's no changes being made. And change is inevitable. If we do not change with the times, that's just like, I, I go back to thinking, do you think as a child when you were in preschool, as you evolve to gen, um, junior high, you think different. Going to high school, going to college, you keep, if you stay the same, you will still be the same. But you want people who think beyond of what it is. And that way, especially with the advancement of technology, you have to be one or two steps ahead Absolutely. To continue to be in the market, because mm-hmm. if you do not, you will be one that goes um, down because yeah. it, it's a constant thing. It's a constant form of communication. You, we can connect to people all over the world and find ideas. And that's the part where teamwork comes in, because when you have people from all over the world coming together and they're sharing to, sharing ideas and then that one can help that one, that one goes here. But when you think, and a lot of times people get, um, they they feel like they're being threatened so by another person in the team. When the team is not operating as a team, well, that person has to be moved from the operations. Right, right. So, yeah. so, so what what you what you were saying is that it is not is not better for 
one particular corporation to think one-sided because if you're not having the ability to think forward, then like you said, the company will fold and it's not it's still not operating operating as a team. It's still somewhat a dictatorship. Yes. And a lot of time in the industry you have researchers that go out and research. They incorporate if you pay if a lot of people pay attention to that, the sleep studies or any kind of study, they get a group of all people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No matter what their background, all different walks of life. And they come together at one and, and then they get to talking. And yeah. then they get to building. And then they come up with an idea. And yeah. if you continue to think that one sided, that one sided will leave you there. But they think as a group, as a team, it's a team effort. That's the purpose of having a team. And and a lot of times we have it, the feedback and things, uh, personal attacks and things like that, that makes it fall. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's understandable. Uh, I, 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 I think the word is called uh, a think tank. Uh, some people is definitely is a think tank where people, groups of people gets together and makes critical decisions on what makes a company stay or what makes it go. Uh, but you got to look at every entity in that company and you got to evaluate people's skill set yes. for what they are are to do uh, in the company. Because sometimes it just, it's just, you can have a, in some organizations, you can have uh, people in the wrong uh, the department and they might be good at finding solutions to numbers. But yes. then you got them, but then you have them in the in a business of moving or transferring money, which not might not be the same. And it'll go haywire if you don't know what their skill set is and their talent is. So I, I, I agree. I, I but mean, if you I, take that person and put that person where their skills are needed and they can flourish, and then put somebody else in the other position then that way you people have to learn their, their skill set and what makes them tick. We basically need to inspire people to do the best and to achieve the goals. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we have to build trust within the team. That that has a lot to do with uh, people, the structure of the organization. Mm-hmm. When you have leadership operating different ways and everybody's not on the same accord you have challenges you have difficulties if you see someone that is doing their best and doing what they can sometimes us as leaders we need to recognize that and then and maybe if they're having challenges we need to recognize that and say hey how can I help you Mm -hmm. instead of attacking the person but we also have to again that word trust is so important because we have to trust our employees to be able to think for themselves and handle minor solutions to the problem and have them trust and conduct our conduct ourselves in a way where they will trust when they they will trust us when mm-hmm. they have a problem that they can't handle so the example we use um, in part one of this was that we had this COO 
who had been there for multiple decades. And they initially had a dress policy that was very, very, very corporate. And then they relaxed the policy to business casual. Okay. But you had the COO who was coming in some raggedy jeans, t-shirts, and an ill-fitted t-shirt and tennis shoes. Oh, wow. And then she's getting upset because the rest of her staff are coming the same way, except for three of us. They're coming the same way. They're not productive. Someone was sleeping at the desk. Like, no one was doing their jobs. And she's constantly complaining about it when you get to the meetings with her and the board and all of that. Okay, well, like Ronnie said earlier in part one, it's a trickle-down effect. Yes, lead by example. Then you don't want to back up. You push me to do certain things. And then you don't want to back me up. So in another episode, we talked about this dress code because that people we and we talked about dress code because people can really understand dress code. Yes. So in another episode, we talked about this young girl, youngster, thirty years old at the time, with a six-year-old kid, mm-hmm. and her biggest thing in life was to get her paycheck so she could go get some bundles. Mm-hmm. She lived with her mom, parent, mom and dad. Parents bought her a BMW. So she wore these provocative clothings and shoes and this hair all the way down, looking like Cher. And they were trying to mold her to take her on these national conferences. Mm -hmm. But then because of the way she dressed, because of the way she spoke, because of the way she um, wrote a letter, they decided, well, no, we're not going to do that. Okay. But they talked about her behind her back when we would be in these meetings. Now, she happened to be a black girl and a young one at that. I don't happen to be an old girl that has a problem with young women. I like to go and give young women some heads up. Yeah. You know, I wish that in my day, women would come and help me. They didn't in my day. They do a little bit better today. Well, let's okay. talk. Let's talk. Let's talk about your day, your day, because you know, at the time that you were brought up in, you guys had communication with each other directly. In this day and age that we live in now, we have people sitting in the same cars texting each other, and it's it's no it's no you know coming together and actually having a conversation. Uh, I'm pretty sure every anybody who has kids that's millennial kids right now, you can pretty much say that when you uh, try to call them, they won't answer their phone. But if you shoot them a text or call them through Facebook or something, then they're going to answer. It's all in the communication and how you put it together and how it comes together. A lot of people, that young lady that you're talking about, how much better would she be or could she be if somebody just took the time who was sincere and pulled her to the side and say, this is how you do this. But that's my whole point. When I tried to pull her to the side, she became offended. She went and asked the people, did you say this? And these, I'm going to go and call it, these two white women who were complaining Mm -hmm. said, no, 
uh, she's just jealous because she's fat. And, and see, that's and that's the that's the case that I'm talking about. Like, first of all, you it's 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 in your mind. It's in your mind to accept what certain white people say but when it comes to your own sometimes you don't want to listen to what they say and they can be giving you the truth and that's that's the messed up part about it because in the in the time that we live in you should be able to speak truth to anybody and they take it in and try to evaluate themselves so they can see where they're lacking to make the person better. I believe that the thing that you do and that the thing that uh, Nikenji does is that uh, to have corporate relations with people like you do team building and, and she does diversity. Those things are very problematic in corporations because a lot of that does not exist. It's, it's, far fewer in between where companies are actually abiding by those policies and they're trying to make things better. In some uh, corporations, they call it the culture of something. Certain companies have a culture and a standard that they live by and that they do business by and they won't change that because it has done so good for so long. But then when they see the ones that are not productive, then you have that on the on, on the other hand where they see it and they still won't change. So, so in this particular culture, it never was going to get any better. It had mm-hmm. no choice but to fail mm-hmm. because you had a COO who's talking about someone behind their back. She doesn't want them to come to work dressed this way. You have someone who I saw myself being this girl's teammate trying to get her to see that she had a great, great role to play in this company when all she had to do was change the way she dressed. Mm -hmm. Just modify it, really. She didn't have to change it that much. Just make it not so provocative. But But what about, I think that falls on the point of the CFO. Because uh, me and you had, uh, uh, that we knew about somebody that we work with a company, CLA, they're no longer in existence to a certain degree. Um, But one of the managers there couldn't give direction directly to the people when she was a director. So did she really have the leadership skills to be there in that position? No, she didn't. But the woman that you're talking about has all the leadership skills that she needs because I think you said that she ran that company for 20 plus years. Right. And she was doing that effectively, but for whatever reason, she got complacent and then the people got complacent. Now she comes to work dressed like anything. Now her staff comes to dress like anything and they ain't doing no work. So not only did she not want to tell this girl the truth when when she felt like she was being confronted with the truth, she was she was mean. So the girl happened to be African American, again, 30 years old, college degree, but the famous look, listen, this is the infamous conversation we're gonna have in Black America. Whether or not you pronounce the word ask or you pronounce it X. Right? 
both are correct depending upon who you're speaking with and if you take into consideration linguistics mm -hmm. okay the girl was in a corporate structure with big name companies she's having to deal with these big international companies and she's we're in a meeting and she says to the coo uh in answer to a question she says well i'm gonna ask him so-and-so so-and-so the c the coo says five times with a smile on her face each time she says it you're gonna do what the girl repeats it i'm gonna ask him so-and-so five times so she didn't even know she was being laughed at and played on right there because it was her it was her heritage and her culture to pronounce something a certain way and 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 that's that's a sad sight and she sad. didn't have for whatever reason she gets all the way through four years of college but she still didn't have the information to know that the word is ask right right, right. and so there's another girl sitting there and now she's looking at me like, what's going on? She knows that this boss is laughing at this girl, but now she's like, well, what's going on? Because she uses the word X too. Mm -hmm. So finally, again, I think I'm a teammate, right? And I'm angry now. And so I say, I, I say to the young lady, well, what she's wanting you to say is the reason why she keeps saying that over and over again is she's wanting you to say ask and not X. The young lady gets angry with me. I go to the computer and pull down the research on it and take it to the COO who then says, but I'm a college graduate with a major in English and I didn't even know this. Thank you so much. Okay. I said, well, it's not English, it's linguistics. Linguistics, and there's a difference. She says, I didn't know the difference. Yeah, there is but this young girl didn't understand corporate America, how they think, what they think, teamwork. She didn't have any of this in her brain. And here I was, the fall guy. But sometimes, sometimes people do not know how to take constructive criticism. And I think that was the situation that I came across not, not, not that long ago, that the person that I was dealing with in, in my organization uh, didn't know how to take in what was being said and process it in the right way where the outcome still could be meaning, meaningful to everybody and not harmful to anybody. And sometimes people take things and internalize them. And when they internalize them, they, they run it by their experience. And when you run it by your experience, doesn't always make it right. It's just what you have experienced. And some people just have not experienced enough to know how to deal with people on certain levels. Because I have I have been in places where I have made to be made to been looked like the fool, and I'll take that. Um, but on the backside of that, 
they came back and was like, you were right, but I just couldn't let you know that you were right. So <laughs> it's like, what do you do when you run into that type of cataclysmic problem? Because that's what hinders movement in any organization. I think the biggest, the biggest thing in organization, in any organization, is how you communicate with people, period. If you don't understand how to communicate with people, and there's a word that uh, my co-hosts know that I hate to use, but right here it goes there, to be transparent, to be clear, to have an understanding, a crystal clear understanding of what your objective is in your job, then it's going to be a problem. I do think when you're giving constructive criticism, you need to state your intentions and listen with understanding. Because a lot of people and how you come across and how you deliver the message. Because when you, if you delivering the message to help improve a person, it's different. But if you're giving constructive criticism to basically try to tear you down that's a different story so so you have two different ways whenever you're giving constructive criticism show empathy be a and listen a little more and maybe it wasn't taken that way the way you took it and i think we have a lot of times when you were saying things to people we need to turn around and look at ourselves and how will we take that information because if if sometimes if I deliver the message, it's a difference, say, talking to a person and you're talking at a person. If I say, hey, you know, why don't you try this? Oh, why don't you do it like this? Instead of saying, hey, why don't you try it this way? Because we can have a better outcome. Those two different ways give two different results. So my question to you, Mrs. Armstrong, is this. When you have a person who does not see the sensitivity in the in the way they were brought up to to understand those two different ways of coming across, then what is the thing that you should do to move forward? Because a lot of people may not have that that background where they can see the difference between the two, but you still don't want to let people fall off and just go by the wayside. So what would be your 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 solution to helping them understand what is being said and how it is being said. And before you answer, I want to add this to the end of his because I totally agree with you, but he's right. Not everyone has what they need to understand that it may be them, right? I had uh, a grandmother and a mother, my mother and my grandmother, both used to say to me, before you get angry with someone, maybe you need to take a look in the mirror. Now, it took me a little second, because they were saying that to me from when I was a little kid. It took me a second to realize what they meant. And so now, I'm slow to speak. And people get upset with me because sometimes I'm real slow. Like, they're like, what are you thinking about? You get ready to say, you know. So I'm slow to, like, say things because I take that time to think about whether or not whatever's going on with that person, is it really a trait that I have? 
that I'm angry about and I'm projecting it to them? Or is it really something that is worth me saying to that person? So what is what are your comments regarding that? Because everybody doesn't come equipped with with that idea of I'm gonna take step step back first. Yeah, they don't have that don't have that insight. Um I, two things. My mom taught me basically and she she said today, the man in the mirror, Michael Jackson. Sometimes we have to take self-evaluation and to see what am I doing? And that's what I think your grandmother, your mom meant. You look at yourself first before you're directing at someone else. You sit and process that information and say, should I speak or should I not speak? Or how should I deliver this message? And a lot of times we are too busy pointing fingers at other people until we have things going on with ourselves and we don't know how to handle it. So the only thing we can do is give off some negative energy to somebody else. And that's and that's that has happened so much in society. If I'm not feeling right today, I'm going to give off this negative energy. That's not how we're supposed to do it. Sometimes take a self, take a moment, take five or 10, 15 minutes and sit and think. If I'm causing have everywhere I go and everybody is in an uproar everywhere I go I need you to take a self-evaluation a self-evaluation of evaluation of what I've done and what I have brought into this universe what I am speaking into this universe so I think that has a lot to do also processing the information I may not process the information as another person so you have to take a moment think before you speak think before you write Think they tell you all the time critical thinking you look beyond the surface before you respond to things you get an understanding of listening and understand hey you know and also when you're giving constructive criticism it's also showing some empathy when you're bringing it to a person because you never know you may take this person over the edge you don't know where they're at in their life mm-hmm. and I want to say something about the girl you said at corporate meetings and, and things like that Sometimes, even though people go to college, master's, PhD, it doesn't change their mindset. It's a difference. Some people are just have fixed mindsets and some have growth mindset. Yeah, some people just retarded. And uh, and and, and okay. I wouldn't say that some have challenges. I can't, how many times I gotta tell you I we don't you say rhetoric. It. How many times I gotta tell my co-host he can't say retarded? Hey, if you retarded or stupid, that's on you. And, and and I am gonna say that sometimes it takes me. I'm on delay sometimes because sometimes I'll come back and revisit something because that's what I wanted to say and I need to say. It. But sometimes I listen to myself say, "I know I'm not gonna say nothing right now until it's time for me to say something." That fixed mindset, and that growth mindset. I'm not there yet. And say, "I ain't gonna never get there." No, I'm not there yet. I will do this. And with her having, you know, that mindset of you coming to her and your intentions was right. She's still in that same fixed mindset where I'm still on a college dorm. I'm still doing what I, I'm just doing this. No, until she see different, there's basically nothing you can do. But and, and she that, learned to develop her growth mindset. And you can what, always elevate. And, that, and that's what I was just going to say. It's like, I, I was hoping you address that because 
in, in life situations, you can give a person all the information that you need. You can give a you can give them all the knowledge that they need. But I say one thing all the time. I say information without application means nothing. You just have a head full of head knowledge. So you got people that's out here that has information, but they really don't know how to apply it in their life. And if you don't know how to apply it in your life, they're going to be stuck where they are until they try to figure those things out. That's why I, I posed the, the, pose the question to you about what do you do if they're not equipped with that? Because what happens in corporate America is usually based based off of their thrown to the side. Okay, we'll just replace you. But how does that fix the problem? Because now when you bring somebody in, the 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 chances of of them being great or better are 50-50. And then you got to think in corporate America, how much more money are you spending to retrain somebody? When you can try, when you can have the ability to try to see if you can help their understanding and to change their mindset. And I'm in total, total agreement with you that if you don't have it in you to change what you need to change and recognize what you need to recognize in yourself, it makes no difference of what information is given to you if you're not going to apply it. So here's what I feel. And I'm going to give you a chance to say that. Ms. Okay. Armstrong. If you're on the team, it goes back to that word you said, Mrs. Armstrong, about trust. If you're if if you're on this team and you don't trust the head person, the person at the top, the person you report that everyone reports to, and you go out of that structure mm-hmm. to, you know, air your dirty laundry, as the old people used to say to complain how whatever word or terminology you want to use but you did not come to the person that offended you you mm-hmm. did not come to the person who's there to mediate for you your boss you took it outside of the structure mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so again you didn't do anything but put yet another split mm-hmm. in the working of the team. Mm-hmm. And you didn't put yourself at a, in a position to where people are trusting you on that team for you to move forward because your mindset is, I, I like this job and I want to get a paycheck, but I want to move up in the company and I want to keep getting a better paycheck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I experienced that like in the last week. <laughs> like really about somebody that's on on the team in one of my organizations that I work with that had issues or uh, for whatever reason that they had to take the information outside and present it to somebody else and then it came back in-house and it was worse than when it went out and it, it's, it's just crazy because to me you cripple your own self when you do that you if you if you don't if you don't have the ability to go and speak your mind and talk to your leader who is in charge then i think that you just want to continue in the situation and my thing if you have a leader that is leading by example why would you do anything else 
I mean, if it, it is, if it has been working for them, why would you take the information to somebody who does not know you and then have um, conflict with people who don't know you and conflict with the people who do know you? So and, and I like what uh, our co-host said when she was talking about uh, her, her CFO, the one that had decided just to start coming in and dressing and they, the way her dress just went down from corporate America. If you don't have a standard, then why are you expecting everybody else to uphold the standard that you don't have? They're going to uphold whatever they see you upholding. And like 90, like I said earlier, 90% of the people are visual people. You can say one thing, but they're watching what you're going to do and they're going to follow what you do, not really listen to per se what you say at the time. So it, it's, it's, it's all predicated on how you carry yourself. And I think that is the biggest problem. People need to get outside of themselves and figure out what is beneficial for the team. Because anywhere we go, we have to deal with systematic systems. Everywhere we go is a system, something that we have to plug into. If it's not, if it's if it's the system that you come to your household, you you got a certain running budget that, that you know you need to make sure is always in place. Then you have something that you got to go into corporate America and deal with their system. Yeah, I don't like half the people that I work with, but I got to do this so I can make sure that my budget system and my home stays solid. So it, it's a system everywhere you go. It, it's no way around it. We just need to find better ways and better solutions to work in the confines of what we're in. We, we I, I want to give Ms. Armstrong a chance to respond we've said a lot so i want to give her a chance to respond yeah i'm trying to remember everything um, <laughs> um, <laughs> um well first i i think when you uh when ryan is talking about academics and the knowledge and things like that well for me i would take experience over academics any day Absolutely. because right now experience was making everybody achieve their goal academics yeah, it's a piece of paper. But right now, if you have the experience and the knowledge and you can apply it, I'll take that, okay, on that one. And, and a lot of people, we have a career college student sitting at home just doing them, but that's okay. I, but some people with the experience, just because they don't have that piece of paper, they say, well, they're not qualified. They're very well qualified. Because the experience, because until you get on a job and you actually do the work, you can't say how things are. You can't say what's making it go. But when you get on the job and that experience, it, it goes over academics for me. However, let's go back to the next one. It Was it about the organization, somebody going outside of the organization, correct? Yes. I, I I look at that as information, confidential information that sh we should not release to the public. When you go outside and discuss other things that's going on in, inside the organization, that, those are confidential documents <laughs> and information. Right. When you do that, it's a it's a basically they'll call it antitrust laws. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. When you're basically going to the competitor and you're discussing mm-hmm. things that's going on with that company. Legally, if in the firm or organization, <laughs> and if it and depending on the organization, it's basically that's a legal issue because you're you're not supposed to go outside and talk to a competitor. They tell you that that's the competition. That right. is the competition. The competition should not know what goes on inside your organization. Conflict of interest. That's a conflict of interest. And if we all recognize, yes, chit chat and we talk and things like that, and you, oh, I just need to get this off my chest. Well, basically, you, and it says antitrust laws, trust laws. See, that trust is right there for a minute, for, for a reason. Trust. Right. So I trust you with my information. I trust you to have my best interest at heart. But that's why there are laws put in place for that. Because I trust you to we having this conversation where we're sitting at the round table trying to get our business together. I'm trusting we keep it among the circle. Right. When you go outside of the circle. Now. That's another situation. You broke it. I think you should be fired. You (laughs) broke that trust. Legally, they can be fired. Legally, if it came to the the head person in any any type of big organization or company or anything like that, if they find out about it, that's an automatic termination. Well, I need to talk to my uh, my leader and see if they Because it's it's an antitrust law. It, It is what it is. And that's why they have laws put in place for things like that. That's a con- that's a that's that's a conflict, and that's why they have that. That's how they have um, bidding wars and and cost wars and and gouge prices. But that's why they have those. And it, and the thing about it is, they have a it's antitrust, t r u s t laws. Mm-hmm. I trust you with this information. I trust you to help lead my organization with me. But if I don't trust you, how can I give you this confidential information when you're going to go outside and spread it and give it to the world? That's information. That's confidential information not to be released. And if it's released, they can file legal actions against you. Like Baltimore. You're fired! Mm-hmm. Yeah, we. Yeah, Voldemort. That's all he did when he was in office, didn't he? Yeah, he, you're fired. He he just said you fired like he was on his TV show. Oh, so yeah, you're fired. <laughs> you're fired. Okay. You're fired. All right. We have had a wonderful show today. We thank you, Nikenji Armstrong, for coming in and being our uh, resident official uh, person to tell Cor- us exactly. Person. Tell us exactly. <laughs> What we needed to know, because we had to go get somebody who did this for a living. So we are so glad that you had the time to come yes. on the show with us today. So thank you so much for coming out and talking with us. But y'all know it's time. We better go because you know how me and, me and Ronnie can talk all day long. So you, but you, you know, know what it is. But you know what it is. Hit us up at uh, Insane Rhetoric with a K dot com. That's Insane Rhetoric with a K dot com. You can check us out on google podcast we're on anchor fm we're on spotify we have facebook we have twitter we have do it for the instagram 
We are on YouTube. We are on every major uh, uh, platform that you can think of. We're on iHeart and new to the lineup is uh, Amazon Music. So yay for Amazon Music. So uh, we, we are on every major platform that you can think of. We want you to hit us up at our page. Check us out, our Real Talk. You know what we say about Real Talk. It's coming up on the anniversary of uh, September the 11th for 20 years. Uh, we don't need to start a new anniversary. So no time foolery on our Real Talk page because I won't report you to the police, but my cohort will. I will. I'm a snitch. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any dealings with the police. I will call the FBI, the CIA, anybody I need to call. If you come on our page talking about some tomfoolery or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, we don't do that. Ooh. We don't do that. So uh, we also want you to check out our uh, our page concerning our uh, police officers that are doing a wonderful and great job. If you know any uh, police officers that you know and trust and they are not off into no craziness, we would love to hear about them. Uh, we will write up a story about them. And also we will feature their picture on our website because there are some good police officers out there and they, sometimes they get a bad rap. Uh, so we want to, we just want to get, get y'all that information and don't forget at midnight, at midnight, at midnight, at midnight, at midnight change will happen. It's only midnight for 60 seconds and then you're in a new day and you can start your life all over again at midnight at midnight at midnight and i want (laughs) you to check out the she shed because the she shed has recently been updated she has new music on the she shed her playlist that she loves hey go there and check it out because insane rhetoric is trying to reach you and we hope to come to what is that next week uh sister we gonna maybe stop and get some quick trip and <laughs> sponsorship for a quick trip for their coffee and their y'all, jelly listen, donuts. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, he really, he really trying to get quick trip. So if y'all know anybody at quick trip, quick trip, can y'all get somebody? Cause y'all know he drink that coffee every day. So tell him that we, we really want a sponsorship over here. Cause we keep it's, saying their name. <laughs> it's like, it's like really love to be sponsored by quick trip because y'all have wonderful coffee. I actually like it better than Starbucks. That's what, what was the name of coffee. it? Hazelnut with a little touch of. <laughs> With a touch of vanilla, mighty mocha, (laughs) and the jelly filled donut. So, quick trip, y'all are wonderful. Please sponsor Insane Rhetoric. <laughs> so, we just want y'all to know that's what we all about. We coming out here and we can't wait to see y'all again. And wait a minute, I didn't click my heels three times. Oh quick God, trip, quick on. trip, quick trip. Okay. Yeah, there we go. So, you know what it, You know the old saying, you got to follow the yellow brick road. Like, <laughs> So we try to get to the yellow brick road plus the platinum road. So this is insane rhetoric. Hey, we out here. We can't wait to reach y'all and, and, and discuss some more issues on next week. And we'll holler at y'all. We out. Bye, y'all. Hello, everybody. And thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you had as much fun as we did discussing this episode. Sometimes these topics are hard and sometimes they're just so funny we can't help ourselves. But as always, remember to enjoy the ride that is Insane Rhetoric.
We'll see you next time.